learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and this is season six, episode three, entitled Spend Time With You with Electra Davis. Be sure to go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to check out Electra's bio, learn more about her and her business, and also get the bonus that she offered, especially for you. Electra, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you joining us today, and we're so excited to learn about your journey and your insight. Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy to be here and, and, and speaking with you. Awesome. All right, so let's get started by you telling us about your background and what you currently do. Currently, I work full-time for my business, Mystique Naturals. I make temporary hair coloring that lasts three to five days or until you wash it out, and it's completely harsh chemical-free. Nice. All right, so how did you end up in your current profession? Well, I'm actually uh, on a fritz about transitioning um, uh, from my job uh, full-time to my business. For several reasons, life, you know, mental and, and just wanting more for myself. Okay. So that, that's pretty much how I end up doing it. On top of that, I'll, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So this isn't my first business. It's actually my, my second. Okay. Um, my first one, I just didn't know how to monetize it. I just had something of my own. I slapped my name on it and I was just happy. But now I, I have something that's actually lucrative. I might be able to to live off of, and then also, you know, give back uh, to the community is like my ultimate goal. Nice, nice. So what made you go into temporary hair coloring? Well, what had happened was, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was dyeing my hair. Last color I had was a nice auburn color, and it was so beautiful. I end up um, having to cut my hair because it was falling out chemicals not everyone can can use uh, the harsh chemicals um, that goes with you know uh, pre-lightening or, or lifting the hair bleaching and my hair just was one of those unfortunately about to never you know color my hair again we all know that was a lie so I started coming up with different things using lipstick or eyeshadow and, and things like that and uh, finally I came up with the best formula for my hair. And once I started coloring my hair, other people were interested in it and asked me to start making some for them. And then the business kind of blew up from there from word of mouth. Nice. Do you have a background in cosmetology or was this just because of your pain? It was because of my pain point that I was resolving it. And it's the same thing. I also make activated charcoal toothpaste. Okay. And, and it was the same thing. I just didn't want the, the ingredient fluoride or baking mm -hmm. soda um, mm -hmm. in my toothpaste, especially when I found out the different toxins that are in it, and all of the warning labels that are on our toothpaste. Okay. <laughs> so I, I just decided to make my own. And, you know, honestly, I, I don't even know how all of this transpired because I was literally like a, a BC student. Mm. You know, I 
A's here and there, but if we do a little average, you know, I, the only thing I can tell you is, you know, God and me paying attention in school and just wanting, you know, to, you know, rectify a situation. I love that. And I love, number one, you're talking about your pain point, right? They say if you find a problem, solve it, you know, and that's usually where you can go into business or it could be your passion area or what have you. And I appreciate you sharing that you were an average student, right? Because it shows like you don't have to be this star player to actually make an impact, to make a difference, to find your way in the world. So thanks. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. So can you, let's take a, a stroll back in time, right? Can you mm -hmm. tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up? I actually, I mean, it makes sense now. I wanted to be a scientist. Okay. Um, I was really good at science, but not good at chemistry. So chemistry has to do with a lot of math, you know, um, but as far as the, the human anatomy, physiology, you know, and things like that, looking at things under the microscope, um, all that good stuff, I was really, really good, you know, at that. And I think that it, you know, the whole science thing turned me off when, I needed to be best friends with chemistry and, you know, me and Matt just, we don't, we don't have a great relationship. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, so you said a key point. I'm going to ask you to elaborate on that a little more. So you said you wanted to be a scientist and now it all makes sense. So, Why did you say that? So the, the story that I just told you, again, science and, and chemistry, they're cousins, you know, but they're, they're not the same. And somehow the chemistry part of me, you know, clicked to where I started manufacturing and producing my own product from having a recipe and then trying to find a formula, you know, and then making that spread and then selling it to the masses. Nice. So you're, yeah. So in a <laughs> you are a scientist. I love, you know, I'm going to, I think I fell in love with this question even more and more. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like we may have had this idea as a kid, you know, and then life may have gotten in a way we may have gotten away from it. But I'm learning that somehow it all comes together, you know, and usually people are working in some type of facet of what they actually wanted to be mm -hmm. as a child. And I'm amazed. I love that. Mm -hmm. OK. All right. So can you tell us about your upbringing as a child? So I was very independent, honestly. I'm an only child on my mother's side. On my father's side, I have two other siblings. They're about four years older than, than me. And then around the time that I was eight, I went to go live with my father. So it was very interesting being raised by a man, but I, I feel like I've had a lot of advantages being raised by a man because they teach you how to be a little bit more logical and not as much emotional. I, he didn't take any of that away from me as a woman. I actually gained a lot of uh, taking things apart and looking at them, you know, full circle versus from my emotions. Okay. I like that. All right. So that's funny because I can even see how that relates to being a scientist and so many other things. So that's awesome. I love, I just love how the journey shapes the current picture, right? So thanks. Okay, so can you tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today? I believe a pivotal point in my life was actually uh, my divorce. 
I was married 10 years and I feel like it was pivotal because I was at a point where I wasn't ready to get a divorce, but I realized looking back now that I was growing. My ex-husband could see that I was, and not that he wasn't, he just, I believe that we were going in two different directions. Um, I've always wanted more. I've always wanted to converse about more. You know, the typical coming home, watching TV, talking about children, talking about work, doing that five, six days a week, it wasn't impressive to me anymore. You know, I started asking more in-depth questions. Why do you, why do you, believe that you're you're here what do you want to do more of or you know aren't you bored of watching tv you know there were questions that I was asking that made me realize that I was just coming into being another uh form of myself as I was getting closer to 30 um and I think that had the situations in that marriage not happened he brought up something really you know important that I I think about today was even if I didn't do what I did to make this happen you would have divorced me anyways and I didn't understand that but now I do seeing where I am I'm able to see me as an adult all the way around now going into a new relationship I know exactly who I am alone you know um and I can I can offer more because I'm not asking for a completion, I'm already complete, you know, so I stayed single four years straight, dated, of course, but relationship commitment, no, I even got tattoos on my hand that says um, unconditional love when you put them together as a ritual to myself, you know, to say that the next relationship that I'll be in, I'll, I'll touch him with these hands and love him unconditionally because, you know, I won't bring him into my mess. I spent a great deal of time alone, and it, it was actually a beautiful uh, journey up until now. <laughs> Love that. Thanks for sharing that. That was inspirational to me, right? I am. I got divorced last year, and I am in the boat of figuring out who I am, what I want, you know, and you brought up a key point, I think, that a lot of people well, people I know, you know, and I know I struggle with it. I'm not going to put it on people, but I think, I don't think that this is covered a lot as far as really figuring out who you are, like you said, and being whole before going into a relationship, right? And then on top of that, knowing what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, like what you actually want in a partner beforehand to make sure that this person or prospect fits as opposed to getting in and then realizing like, eh, this is not really what I'm looking for, you know, and a lot of people do, unfortunately, do it backwards, you know, and then end up like you and I, right, <laughs> divorced, you know, so I'm hoping that that changes, right, so that the divorce rate can decrease, so that people aren't broken and trying to find themselves in other people, you know, and, and find themselves within themselves, right, because even married you're still a person, right? So, you know, that that's just a recipe for disaster. So thank you for touching on that. That That's a great topic. Okay, so can you tell us what you would consider to be your strengths and your weaknesses? Oh, one of my big strengths, honestly, is motivating and uplifting other people. And I feel like 
I've known that since probably I was eight. I remember always being able to talk to older people. And I, when I say older, I would be around eight talking to teenagers. And then when I became a teenager, I would be talking to women in their 30s. And as I became in my 30s, I'm talking to women in their 60s. So I've always, and I think I attribute some of that to being an only child. You're always around adults, so you feel more comfortable. And depending on your upbringing, you you learn how to channel um, those uh, thoughts and, and times in which you can educate yourself by speaking to those adults. So um, I, I think that that is, you know, one of the reasons I was put on the planet. One of my weaknesses is um, internalizing a lot of people's hurts and pains and trying to separate myself from an explanation versus an accusation. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, that's hard, especially being uh, married that long and then finally going into a relationship after four years, you, you didn't put on any training wheels. Uh, it was great spending time alone, but you really didn't, you know, like I said, put on the training wheels before you got into a, another serious relationship. So um, for me, it, it, it looks the same sometimes when they're expressing themselves because I've never really had to date. You know, I pretty much left the house, went into the military, you know, and then got married and was married all my adult life. And then the four years single since I've left my parents' house. <laughs> so dating, I don't, you know, it's hard for me. So I would say trying to differentiate before between someone saying, this is how I feel, but not accusing me of doing it. They're like, I'm an individual. You're an individual. This is how I take, I took it. Let's work that out. You know? So I, you know, I hope that made sense. <laughs> no, it does. And that's really important. Right. And I think that that could be like a background thing, right. Um, where a lot of people aren't comfortable with communication, you mm -hmm. know, and even talking about feelings mm -hmm. and accepting how other people feel without taking it personal, right? Because just because a person feels a certain way doesn't mean you necessarily did something to them intentionally or are out to get them or that they're accusing you of anything, you know, it's just an expression, right? And, and you, you know, we have to learn how to take it at face value but i will say though that if it stings right then it's something within us that we do need to address you know and not put it out on the other person you know mm -hmm. oh they came for me no you know if you feel like that then maybe that's an area that you can work on for yourself like you know like stop stop giving people so much power right like and and, and take more self-ownership and, and self-acceptance so that was awesome and I think a lot of people, you know, uh, suffer with that. And especially, I think, coming into a relationship. Like, if you got into a relationship and really didn't know a lot of things or, you know, kind of understand that, you know, and then being single and going to, into another relationship, right, it, with a different mindset, that that is an area to to be mindful of, especially if you're with a person that's more expressive, maybe in the past you weren't, or maybe you're not expressive, right? So that that's awesome. That's awesome and a great point. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us about what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally? 
Um, I want to get back um, more into um, meditation. I, uh, I realize that I don't spend a lot of time alone anymore. And I don't speak those things as if they are like I used to. And uh, this entrepreneurial journey is really testing my gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Um, so I really, I'm surrounding myself around more people who are doing what I'm doing or at the place in which I want to be. And, and I want to get back into, you know, affirmations more regularly. And, and, and also I'm actually uh, seeing a psychologist, you know, so that, you know, I can balance myself for things that I can't balance within myself. You know, because if that was the case, I wouldn't need anybody. So doing that and and also speaking to others about their feelings keeps me accountable for mine. Mm. So, okay, thanks for sharing that, and kudos to you. I totally believe in mental health and the importance of going without going outside of ourselves, right? Because we don't know everything, you know. And for me personally, processing, you know, and things like that have not always been easy, right? I've been a, a ignorer of my feelings right so I do think that therapists help us to work through some of the things from childhood you know adulthood even going into the future right with entrepreneurship and figuring out this whole new way of life like all of that is excellent so I commend you for you know accepting that I can't do it alone you know and figuring out a way to to allow yourself to be great that's awesome so you talked about wanting to do meditation, right? But how do, which is awesome. And it goes into this question. So that's why I wanted to pre uh, preface it with that. But how do you currently ensure that you're showing up fully and functioning to the best of your abilities? And I know you talked about therapy. So outside of therapy and outside of moving into motivation or mm -hmm. meditation, do you have any other ways? I, I actually... Um... I cope with things uh, better when I um, motivate other people. I'm not sure why it is. I've always found it to be the weirdest thing. If I'm going through the worst times in my life, um, I will end up calling somebody and asking them how they're doing and helping them go through their issue, you know, um, all while I'm trying to, you know, now fix mine, but it gives me a sense of purpose or helping me remember my purpose um, and bringing me out of that situation um, and not, not saying negatively, but saying, you know what, your life can always be worse. Here are the experiences of others, you know, and you have a purpose, you help them, you know, you support them. And even if you don't have all the answers, you listen uh, to them. So I, I, I think that Therapy is twofold for me. It's helping others and then being having someone help me when I can't help myself. Okay, I love that. And it sounds like you have some positive self-talk, right? Because I think negative, I know I suffer, still suffer at times and have suffered a lot with negative self-talking and getting out of my own head. So I love, you know, how you touched on positive self-talk and you, you made a great point too, because like when we're going through 
it can be easy to to lay in that, to wallow, you know, and those practices keep us down, right? But they do say that, you know, the best way to kind of get over what you're going through or to not feel as down is to focus on something else, you know, focus on someone else, you know, or something else that's more positive than what you currently have going on so that you won't be, let's say, depressed or, you know, anxious or what have you. So that's excellent. Okay. So do you have a morning routine? And if so, can you share it with us? Oh, you know what? If I could be a hundred percent transparent, I am still learning my morning routine. I've been working since I've been 14 years old. Um, so right now at this downtime, um, I get up early in the morning. I, um, I try my best to make sure I have breakfast. Uh, It's one of my favorite meals, honestly. And then I try to structure my day to um, time blocking now because I realize that I do better with mental deadlines. So if I say that I have three hours to get something done, it's better than me saying I have the rest of the day or I work for myself because it makes me really willy nilly versus structured like I was when, you know, I was working you know, my job. So my my morning routine is pretty much getting up and making sure the children are off to school. After that, eating breakfast, seeing, checking my emails, and then diving into the day. And again, going back to the uh, previous question, I really want to get back into getting up, meditating, and then moving on with my day. Okay. Thanks for that. And I love the reference to time blocking because time blocking is very effective to help us to be more productive, you Mm -hmm. know, and I like your mental deadlines, right? Because it is easy to say, oh, I'll get to it. Oh yeah. You know, I'll handle that. Right. But if you don't put some structure around it, it's easy to let it slip. So thanks Mm -hmm. for that. Okay, so can you tell us about the last book that you read or listened to and what it was about? So I love this book um, by Brian Tracy, uh, Eat That Frog. Um, I've I've actually read it a couple times, Um, but it's about procrastination and I am the worst at it. Like I just, I haven't the slightest clue. We are best friends and that's a friend I do not want to have and can't get rid of at some times. So I just... I'm, you know, I'll try to get myself together and I'm like, eat that frog, eat the frog. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. All right. Can you tell us how you stay on the cutting edge in your field? Oh, well, I constantly do market research on my competitors and I'm constantly in a conversation with those who, um, are, you know, making, you know, good money at their field, even if it's not mine, learning their tips and tricks, learning how to structure a small business, learning how to structure myself, trying to get a team together and actually building a business from the ground up without, you know, using multi-level marketing. Not that it's wrong. It's just not for me, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a lot harder. So I think that's how I stay on the cutting edge Um, and and being a part of a mastermind uh, group is uh, is great. It really keeps you uh, accountable and someone always poking you um, to find out what you're doing. Because other than that, you would just be like, I'm chilling. I'm a boss. You know? <laughs> I get this done when I get it done. And nobody's going to tell me what time to get it done. 
if I want to get it done at one o'clock, though none of that makes any time sense, you know, and you're creating more anxiety. But, you know, it's just that new freedom of no one telling you what to do in all actuality, you need to tell you what to do. <laughs> you need to boss yourself now, you know. So yeah. I love that. I love that. That's funny because my son, right? He goes, uh, I can't wait till I become adult so I can do what I want to do, right? And I said, no, there's always rules. You know, there are always rules for those that want to lead an effective life, right? Because I mean, you know, some people don't live by rules, but I'm pretty sure they're not too successful, right? So, you know, if you want to be successful, you do need to govern yourself accordingly. And as an entrepreneur, it's not necessarily going to be anyone over your shoulder saying, hey, do this or do that. So it's totally up to you. And that discipline is needed, you know, so that you can be who you were created to be. So good for you. All right. Can you tell us about an aha moment that you had lately and how it changed or how you changed as a result? Uh, well, one of my aha moments, honestly, was I was talking to one of my friends. I was kind of down. I um, I do this thing that, you know, perfect people do not do, which is compare themselves uh, to other companies and other, uh, you know, competitors. And uh, one of my friends uh, just hit me with, well, you're not there yet. And I was like, ah, what's he? <laughs> and she was like, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And and it, it put me back into the perspective of, I always say, run your race. And that was her saying those words back to me, you know, in, in such a way as run your race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the same story as you. You know, they didn't start at the same place as you. So that moment for me was, you know, where I started to be like, you know, I'm not there yet. And it's okay. I don't, I'm not there yet, yet, you know, keyword yet. I will be. I just need to be okay with where I am and move forward. So, yeah. Yes, thank you for that. I love that. And I think that that is so important because I'm guilty of that or can be guilty of that myself. And in today's day and age, right, with social media, you know, where we have such a in-close or in-depth look at other people's lives, you know, that's the easy trap to fall into, you know, um, another way that I like to positive, re positively reframe that for me too, is like, oh, well, if I'm within their proximity, then that means that my time is coming, you know, like, right. So the, the people you're around, so it's like, oh, they winning. Oh, they mean, I'm going to be winning too. Right. So as opposed to like, oh, my life sucks. You know, Cause it's so easy. They say, I think like, um, it's like, uh, some, a study on how, people like are in so much more depression because of social media and because of seeing other people, you know, and, and, and playing the comparison game, which like you said, everyone's struggle isn't the same. You know, like for me, I have children. Some people don't have children. So it's like, yeah, it's a lot easier for them to do X, Y, Z, E, F, G, you know, as opposed to me, because my life is a little different. And like you said, it is okay. You know, it's okay. And, and we can do what we set our minds to, even with, the different obstacles and roadblocks and responsibilities that we have. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote that you can share with us? Um, currently my favorite quote is if the mountain was smooth, you wouldn't be able to climb it. Oh, who is that by? You know, um, I heard it from someone, but I don't know if it's from them. Um, Dr. Uh, Frazier. 
Okay. Um, but wow. yeah, Good. it was really dope, you know, and I'm going to take it with me um, everywhere I go, put it in my pocket and remember that, you know, if the mountain was smooth, you wouldn't be able to climb it. I love that. I'm the, I, I got goosebumps. <laughs> that is so, you know, cause we, wow. I'm, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I, I've never heard that before. Right. So, I mean, being visual, right. Smooth mountain, right. It is, you need those points to dig in, to be able to get a grip, you know, so that you can move forward. Right. So, and then we all wish like, Oh, why can't my life be easy? But how could you get ahead if it was? Wow. Oh, I, yeah, I might have to put, I'm gonna put that in my pocket too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for that. Okay. So we're coming on to the end, but before we end, I like to do a little fun and this is my own personal fun because um, mm -hmm. I love travel and believe in the importance of travel, right? So can you tell us about where your last vacation was, what your favorite vacation spot is, and where your next vacation will be? Um, my last vacation was with my children, uh, my boyfriend, and my mom. Uh, we went to Florida. Um, we were on a resort, and I wasn't doing anything with business. Favorite vacation spot is Kona, um, Hawaii. Um, I've only been there once, but it only takes one time for something to become your favorite. And my next vacation, I'm not sure yet. I need to take a vacation by myself um, again. And, I, and I'm currently planning it. I'm, I'm just realizing that I do a lot, you know, for my family as a family. Um, but um, I need to be with me, you know, again soon. Good, good. I'm glad you're realizing that. And I think that's the importance of this question too, right? Because as an entrepreneur, you know, as a mother, you know, as a partner, it can be so easy to get caught up in life, just everyday life, you know, but those breaks are needed to reach, recharge and refuel and, and continue to be great, right? So good, good for you. Yeah. All right. So before I let you go, can you tell us, or do you have any events or products or anything you want to share with the listeners that they may benefit from? Okay. Well, for the people of your show, if they're interested in, in trying our activated charcoal toothpaste or our harsh chemical free temporary hair coloring, um, they can use the coupon code Mystique, M-Y-S-T-E-E-K, Naturals, Me, M-E, 20 and it get 20% off. And I also um, have um, my website, you know, mysticnaturals.com and all of our social media handles on Mystique Naturals if they wanted to contact us. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for offering a 20% discount. Well, thank you so much, Electra. I appreciate you. I enjoyed you just telling us more about your journey, getting really personal with us and transparent and just all of your advice and your practices. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. Be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like or follow us. And also let us know if this episode of She Leads Podcast inspired you by leaving a comment under the post for season six, episode three. 
Thanks. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.